When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Mile High Report Radio Horse Tracks. And now, here's what's happening in Broncos country. about a quarter of the way into the NFL season. I'd say about because it's really hard to divide 18 weeks into quarters. But, you know, we make do. And as um, Mile High staff, Mile High Report staff, and as the fan base as well, we've recently put out an article uh, on quarterly awards for the Denver Broncos that include Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, and, of course, MVP of the team so far. Um, and so I figured I'll just go ahead and give mine on this edition of Horse Tracks. Uh, we're going to jump into Russell Wilson being among the same list as Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz so far this year. And we're going to take a look at one of the worst parts about the Broncos and why that why they suffer so much offensively. But ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Ross Allen, and this is Horse Tracks for October 13th. It is a Thursday, and it's time for us to... I guess we're really in gear for this game against the Chargers. Uh, the Broncos are doing well against them. You know, historically as a franchise, and recently they've been able to win um, a decent amount of games on the road, which is where we're going to be going to, to SoFi Stadium. Um, I'll be jumping in more about this game on Monday during Horse Tracks Live. Um, that'll be at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time over on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash mhr underscore live. You go catch that there every week. I'll be there on Monday. Can't wait to 
to see you guys there. But we're going to just go ahead and dive right into it with my quarterly awards. Now, like I said earlier, you can catch this article over at milehighreport.com. You can also find us at Mile High Report on both our on all three platforms of Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. You can catch yours truly running the Instagram page. So if you have anything you ever want to say, got your chest, anything you want to complain about, even go ahead and hit me up there directly. Um, but I figured we'd just start things off and. You know what, when it, especially when it comes to this, these four awards, I would say two of them, are. there's only one answer, but two of them, there are a couple players that you can talk about. One, um, it could be one, the same player for two of these awards, but I figured, um, heck, let's let's just make them all four different people. So, you know, no, no double dipping on this one, keep things interesting. Um, but first of all, we're going to start off with Offensive Player of the Year. And uh, kind of like I said, there's really only one person that you could put into this award, and that is Corlin Sutton. He's really taken while the offense maybe has taken a step back from last season which is insane to think about given that Pat Shermer was calling plays and that Broncos offense sucked but this is just the world that we live in right now um but Cortland Sun has taken a step forward um in, in a lot of aspects of his game he's really taking over that like I said I think I might have said this a couple week horse a couple weeks ago in the horse tracks but Corlin Sun is really looking like Demarius Thomas. Now, this is a guy that um, he's often compared to, a guy that he was great friends with. Um, shout to, real quick, shout to Demarius Thomas for um, being inducted into the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. Absolutely well deserved. And I mean, it, it's kind of a no brainer on that one, of course. Uh, but Corlin Sun has turned into that big threat. Um, he catches a lot of these passes that get anywhere close to him. Um, he's a good threat down the field on the sideline, back of the end zone. Um, solid when the Broncos do have red zone success, a lot of the time you see them looking to Corlin Sutton. Even when they're not having any red zone success, they're looking to Corlin Sutton, um, which is probably why Russell Wilson missed a wide open cage at Hamler on Thursday night football. Now, that's something that we don't need to talk about too much more. Um, now for the uh, next three uh, awards they're all defensive players so i'll give you a bit of a spoiler um, alert there defensive player of the year i am actually going with now there's three guys that you can put here i would say two if you don't want to double dip um it's gonna be one of the pass rushers and i'm going with bradley chubb because he has been playing out of his mind this year this is he's having a season that we hoped he, I, I guess, how do I want to put this? He's looking, right now, he's looking like the player that we hoped that we would see when we drafted Bradley Chubb over Josh Allen um, those handful of years ago. Um, Bradley Chubb has become a force, a wrecking ball off the uh, um, edge. He's getting a lot of quarterback pressures, hits, sacks. He's forcing fumbles, and he has just become a monster so far this season. And talking about becoming a monster... Baron Browning is going to take my most improved award so far this season. Now, one of the stats I want to give to you, um, at least um, in uh, week five, or okay, so a couple stats coming off uh, one of them from week five, one of them just um, on the season in general. Um, 
his average get off in week five was 0.73 seconds, which is good enough for third fastest in the NFL this season. This season. Um, and then right now he's second in the NFL for a quarterback pressure rate of 20.6%. That means um, in less than every five plays, he is going to be pressuring the quarterback. And Baron Browning was amazing. Um, one of the um, bright spots for the Broncos on Thursday night football against the Colts. This man is turning into a freaking beast. And that's just going to make this pass rush so much better, especially when Randy Gregory gets back as well. Randy Gregory is a guy that's looking what we hoped we get when we paid him all that money. Fortunately, he's sidelined with that injury right now. Um, uh, honestly, for a defensive player of the year so far, is between Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. Gregory was healthy last week. Um, probably would have had a way, way better chance of being named, in my opinion. Um, but Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning are just ridiculous. And, you, and I mean, while we speak about ridiculous as well, let's go into the last award. This is going to be MVP for the Broncos so far this season. And there is only one name, and that name is Pat Sertan II. Because as of right now, it's PFF, so you know, take that with the grain of salt. But as of right now, his um, just I'm pretty sure it's a 88.1 grade for Patrick Sertan, and that's leaving all cornerbacks in the NFL so far this season. Patrick Sertan is playing out of his mind. He's lined up against some really, really solid receiving threats as well, and pretty much just has not budged. Um, he's went up against Devontae Adams, shut him out pretty thoroughly. He went up against um, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, shut them down. The Texans don't really have a receiving threat, but he shut them down. And talk about the Niners with receiving threats between George Kittle, Brendan Ayuk, um, Debo Samuel. That was the game where Patrick Sertan was target six times and did not give up a single catch. And he shut out the Colts as well. Like, Pat Sertan is just playing out of his mind. He's phenomenal. He had a grade of 91.1, according to PFF, for just last week. Um, so, and which was the best among all cornerbacks that week. So, Pat Sertan is just, he's just freaking phenomenal, man. And, and that's really exciting to see because if the Broncos are able to to back up a phenomenal pass rush with a even better defensive secondary. You have Justin Simmons coming back now. He's one of the best, if not the best, safety in the league. Caden Stearns actually was close to taking my award for um, most improved player as well. He's been looking really good. He could even be a starter now. Maybe take over for Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson's still good as well. And then you have Pats or 10 out there. This secondary is just awesome. And Unfortunately, he's out for the season with the torn ACL, but Ronald Darby, another solid, solid defensive back. Pat Sertan is really, really um, developing into a generational talent, which is really, it's just exciting to see, man. I, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say really, but when we're talking about Sertan, we can say really as many times as we want to. Now, jumping to the next story here, it is Russell Wilson being among the a list of names like Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, throw J.C. Jackson. Um, we can throw, we can even throw Allen Robinson and Chandler Jones on there um, because if you guys haven't guessed the, the theme so far with this list, um, this list is 
the most disappointing off-season acquisitions, at least guys that have not lived up to their expectations. Now, is it fair for Russell Wilson to be on the list like this? Absolutely it is. Now, um, in one of the last uh, horse tracks um, on the live show on Monday, if you caught that, whether live or on the replay, thank you so much. You you are awesome. Um, I talked about um, a post I put up on the Instagram, a poll that we did, a lot of your guys' responses and my own opinions as well on whether it's the, the blame for the Broncos' lack, lack of success lies more on the coaching staff or the players. Now, obviously, they're going to share the blame here. Uh, but Russell Wilson could definitely take a chunk of this blame because it's not often that Hackett is putting the team in the best position to win football games or at least to do well on the play with a certain play call. But in the times that he does actually manage to get it right, it's Russell Wilson missing receivers. It's Russell Wilson um, overthrowing. It's Russell Wilson... Um, underthrowing by half a yard or a yard that's contributing to drops as well so it's it's on him a lot of this he you should be taking a lot of the blame when it comes to their loss against the Colts especially in overtime when KJ Hamler could have just moseyed on into the end zone if Russell Wilson actually saw him Um, it's not great the draft capital that the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson Honestly, isn't bad, but it's the whole, you know, five-year, $245 million contract extension or the second-highest paid player per season at $49 million. It's been a really, really rough transition. Um, Russell Wilson's actually off to the worst start in his 11-year career and the Broncos are 2-3. Tw- and three. He's completing less than 60% of his passes, um, 28th in the NFL, and his 82.8 passer rating is 22nd in the NFL. It's And he's only thrown four touchdown passes. Not great. Um, and now I, I don't think that we could blame his injury on all of this badness. Now, one good thing that we have to kind of remind ourselves is that Russell Wilson starts statistically and record-wise to this season is very similar and some of the narrative coming around out around Russell Wilson is very very similar to Peyton Manning's start with the Broncos now Peyton Manning started his tenure with the Broncos two and three with a low completion percentage and the offense wasn't doing super well either so that's one thing we have to take solace in one thing we could um, have hope about because we all know how well that offense turned out. I mean, Peyton Manning, a couple years later, only had um, was running a... He had his MVP season, had the most um, touch, passing touchdowns and passing yards in a single season, broke those both of those records in one year. And that 2013-2014 Broncos team was arguably one of the best, if not the best, offensive unit in the history of the NFL. So um, I'm not saying that the Broncos team right now is going to develop into one of the best, if uh, if not the best, offense, single-season offense the NFL has ever seen. I'm not going to say that, but there's still a lot of hope around this team. There's still talent there, and I don't know. Should I whisper this into the mic? Sean Payton is still a possibility. Now, okay, so we let's not give up. Let's not give up hope and. Matt, uh, Russell Wilson has a lot better chance of turning things around than Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz do. All right. 
So we're going. The Broncos are ultimately going to be okay. Now, the last thing we're going to talk about here is what I mentioned earlier, and is one of the reasons why the Broncos and why Russell Wilson are probably, um, or I guess, is definitely a huge contributing factor to why they are having really, really, really limited success on the offensive side of the football. Um, and it comes down to drops. Now, I wanted to drop a couple stats. See what I did there? Drop a couple stats on you guys. I'm just taking a look um, here on why the Broncos are having very limited passing success. Um, and, uh, I mean, one thing why the Broncos offense struggles is that it's not that they can't drive the football. In fact, they're fairly good at doing that. But it's them taking negative plays or these momentum stopping plays that totally ruin drives. Drops are a huge part of those momentum stopping plays. Uh, no team has a higher drop rate than the Denver Broncos um, based off the data from uh, PFF. Denver's um, receivers, they have 13 drops in 114 catchable passes from Wilson. That is a rate of one per every 8.8 passing opportunities. Last year, the Broncos' drop rate was one every 17.9. So once again, that's 8.8 this season. Last year, it was 17.9. The league average right now is 15.5, making the Broncos almost twice as likely to drop a ball, drop a pass. Um, the um, Jacksonville is the only team that has more drops at 14. Um, they have 14, like I said, the Broncos have 13 drops, um, but on more catchable passes. So the um, that makes your rate 9.1 compared to the Broncos 8.8, just slightly better. Um, I guess one of the cool things is that... Um, it, or I guess one of the not cool, but one of the better things is not like there's just one player dropping everything. Oh no, actually no. I think this is worse than that. Everyone is dropping stuff. So Jerry Judy, Mike Boone, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sun all have multiple drops. While Andrew Beck, Albert Oigmanam, and Eric Sobert and Javante Williams have one drop each. Um, but uh, the guy that everyone loves to hate when it comes to drops and talk about, that is Jerry Judy. He has a drop rate of one of every 5.7 catchable passes. Um, and that got a call back to his rookie season a couple years ago at this point, where he had a drop rate of one for every 5.3 catchable passes. Um, and now this is a huge concern that both Nick Hackett and Russell Wilson have had to address. Um, so this is, if we're going to circle a key issue about the Broncos, um, it is these drops. Um, and then, you know, the funny thing though, we were talking about Russell Wilson's poor, um, completion percentage at 59.4. Um, even when you account for drop passes, spikes and throwaways, his adjusted completion percentage is 71.25%, which still places him 25th among 32 quarterbacks with at least 75%. So this kind of story kind of ties in. These stats kind of tie in to that last kind of um, talk about Russell Wilson, where the drops aren't helping, certainly, but a lot of the blame still lies on Russell Wilson's arm when it comes to missing receivers, not seeing receivers, 
um, and that kind of stuff. So if the Broncos want to do anything this year, drops are certainly one of the biggest things that they're going to have to take a look at. Now, this might be obvious information, but this is still kind of breaking a breakdown of the stats um, behind the drops and, and Russell Wilson is something I want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into. But with that being said, we're going to cap things off here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for catching this edition of Horse Tracks. Um, if you're not doing so already, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts from. You can go ahead and drop a follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's at Mile High Report. And you can find all of our amazing content, podcasts, tons of daily articles over at milehighreport.com. Um, so kind of one thing that I want to say to wrap this up is that the Broncos still have hope. That's not just end everything yet. Um, obviously, it's time for concern, but I still don't think it's time to panic and blow everything up on this team. So let's go into the Monday night game feeling a little bit optimistic, but very, very cautiously. Um, don't don't hate where the Broncos are at right now um, because there are definitely some bright spots. Uh, but with that being said, you can catch me over on the Instagram, bunch of daily posts there. Um, and you can guarantee that I will be live on Twitch at 10 p uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time for a little bit of a preview for the Broncos and Chargers. That is going to be over on Twitch. But I'll see you there, um, and I'll see you on the Instagram. And just remember, Broncos country, let's ride, I, I guess. Yeah.